Okay. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Ron. Tonight actually is a big night. I think we're, we're very likely going to finish the Seder, the Sefer. So that means when you're done, you got to eat a little chametz, a piece of cake, get some ice cream, finish the whole Tomer Tzvoro, which is not a small accomplishment. This is one of the, the very important svarim in the, in the Jewish library. And it's actually, because it's so Kabbalistic, uh, even though it has so many important ideas, not as many people as should learn the Sefer. Um, so I think it's a it's a, a shikayach to all of you. I, I know that there are many more people who, who, who listen to it virtually because I get the questions and I, see, I can see the numbers. But that being the case, those who come on in person get an extra special shikayach so you can actually have a, have a see tonight. The 10th parak, which really is in the end of here, Pirish Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, of course, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the, the, who gave us the, 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 the bulk of the, the Zayar, has the Zohar Barsh Parashas, Eitzah Rabbah, a wonderful piece of advice, a big piece of advice, from Minaturah, and it's actually coming from the Zohar, this, Hayichizkash Adam B'Kedusha, that a person should be bound to the supernal, which is the upper Kedusha of uh, a holiness, the Isnag Ba, and that he should go with it. That he should always be connected to the upper spheres. Into all of these spheres, which we elaborated upon and talked about, how to emulate a Kaddish how do you and I, how can we continually be connected to them? That means we should always look to connect. We should always look to connect and to, to emulate the Vayyapare. And actually, if we'd be at a higher enough level, there's different times where we would tap into different spiritual uh, spheres. At that point, when it's time of chesed, when it's time of kindness, the fairest of splendor, all these midas, which we're not at the level to do per se, but it's an eitz toiva. And we'll see actually what we what I think is very feasible for you and I. To connect to it. And we'll start at night. When a person gets prepared to go to sleep, and we know that the Shlita is, um, at night is Midas Hamalchus, which is, uh, which is actually Hamalchus. And the Talmud and the Zohar both say, when you go to sleep, Shena sleep um, is kein misa is a form of death. The ilana demosa shalta that not only is sleep like a death, but the lashon is the language is ilana the the ilan of death. The tree of death rules, which means that night is a time in general. The works of Kabbalah point out of judgment, of, of, of death, meaning that people go to sleep, they're not fully awake, they're not fully alive. So, mayase. So, what should a person do? Mayase. Let's switch this thing over here. Actually, it brings out that most of our soul leaves our body, uh, Kabbalistically, at night. That, that although we, this is obviously a life spark and we're alive, but a large part of our soul leaves, which we will elaborate on a second. So what should you do? The person should first, before they go to sleep, 
have a sort of kedusha. That they should be then you'll go to your sleep with a, with, a, with a true acceptance of heaven. Now, what would I recommend? What should I what to say to, to you and I? It's actually a couple, uh, you know, a couple, a couple of things. Number one is that the Zara brings out that Sadiq can go in Shemayim when they when they go to sleep, they go and learn the Torah and Shemayim there are connected to Hashem, their soul actually gets replenished. The Arizal, who is the foremost uh, expositor of Kabbalah, actually said that most of the chidushin that he got were while he was sleeping. Uh, the Sefer Ruach HaChaim, which is a Chaim Velazhin, so he brings down a remarkable thing. Listen to this. He says in Ruach HaChaim, Perikvav, there, they said that sleep is one sixtieth of death, and it's called also. He uses this language, the, the tree of death, night. That's at that time, but Torah is called Eitz Chaim. Torah is called the tree of life. The cause of Oymer and the pasuk says, "Yiras Hashem Taisif Yamim Vishnais Rishayim Tikserna." Shlomo Hamelach, King Solomon says in Mishnah Proverbs. That a person who fears Hashem will have increased days, and the years of the wicked will be cut off. Listen to this. The day people work during the day, people, you know, at nighttime. If you if you don't, unless you want to be, you know, obese, you don't eat meals late at night. Right? You eat meals daytime, dinner, or even earlier dinner. You you you're, you're done eating. You're done working. You're done with all of your your, your main tasks. Typically in the day and night is for more relaxation. Actually, the Rambam, my mind is brings down nights for Torah and, and nights for sleep. We go to sleep at night. V'yamru Chazal. Mikan, the more Talmud says that if a person doesn't add add on, they lose. And what the Rambam Lajan will go on to say is the following: that Rishayim, when they go to sleep, they have no life. In fact. We, the the, the Sifri Kabbalah said that they're actually their soul is tortured to an extent uh, in their sleep because their whole life during the daytime is one of not eternal living. They're, they're, what they're doing is they're being destructive of this world or deeds and they're, they're, they're uprooting any possibility of the world to come. Therefore, not only are they only losing out their opportunities in, during the daytime, but their nighttime is cut off. There's no life to it. But tzaddikim, the righteous, not only are they propagating and planting for the future when they're alive, they're bettering the world while they're alive, even while they're asleep, their neshama goes up. And as I just mentioned, that result, much of his Torah came from when he was sleeping. Our neshamas go to Shemaim, they learn Torah in Shemaim, it's reinvigorated, and so it increases life even during sleep. So, I, just to tap into a little bit of the Torah Devorah, where I would strongly, strongly suggest, and I do this myself, I think I've mentioned this once or twice before, the last thing you do before you go to sleep, of course, is say Kriya Shema Shemitah. Kriya Shema Shemitah, by the way, has, a, the Talmud says, is a tremendously powerful spiritual reality to take off any negative spiritual forces. Even Tumah, the Zayar says it has the ability that that accepting of Hashem before you go to sleep 
has the ability not only to protect, but to cleanse from certain types of averas, certain types of sins. But not only should a person be very careful to say Kriyashma Shalmita, and preferably all of the extra tefillahs before they go to sleep, but I would also strongly suggest that you learn something before you go to sleep. I personally have a multiple books that I learn, and I also, I, 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 I typically learn a, um, a very light muster safer or two. Uh, for many years I've learned even one. I put gave it to happen I have no problem saying this. I think it's a remarkable book. Most of it was from a learning in Hebrew. Um, but that book, I always read a page or like a few things because the ideas of, of how to properly think, of how to deal with adversity or, uh, or arrogance or sadness or whatever it is, to think Torahic thoughts before you're asleep. And as you're asleep, you're thinking those thoughts as opposed to either foolish thoughts, God forbid, sinful thoughts. Uh, you're, you're, it's a different connection to Hashem. And I, and, I, and I said this, I think when I said that then, that I've seen different studies that the things you go to sleep with, it's very, you're very receptive. It, it, so if you're working on something, it's a good time to you know, read Torah literature on the thing you're working on. So I, I would just say for this point, certainly, certainly, if you want to you know, not only sleep pleasantly, but sleep spiritually, and sleep with an eternal uh, connection, I, I would to say Kriyashma Shalmita with tremendous kavana, uh, slowly. You're not eating. You have no. You have no rush for yourself. I once saw that a, that a, a prominent magid shir from Pesach uh, used to take a coffee. Now, I, if I would take a coffee before I sleep, I would stay up all night. But he took a coffee to be able to say Kriyashma Shalmita with proper intention, with proper kavana, because that's how important it is. I'll tell you personally, I. I say, I'm still wearing my clothes, and then I change afterwards, and then say hamapel uh, right before I sleep. Because I wanted to say Krishna correctly. If I'm wearing my, my pajamas, per se, I don't think that would work uh, as well. There's different opinions about something like that, but the point is, when a person goes to sleep, if you want to have Hashem in your life, you're going to sleep, then that's up to you and I to a large extent. Oh. You know, for Khalil, if a person's watching a form of entertainment, listening to music, reading a magazine or a book, which is not the Derech Torah, which is not the path of Torah, they can go to sleep with wildly different thoughts. Uh, wildly different thoughts. And so, one of the things, certainly, the Maxes is how we go to sleep. Now, David Amalek used to get up uh, in, the, in, in, the, in the middle of the night. Now, today, the time of the Ramak, was before Thomas Edison, and the, the schedule of the day was radically different. They would go to sleep considerably earlier and wake up considerably earlier because they didn't have electricity and because of the nature of the physical jobs they had. At the end of the day, they were typically physically worn out because they worked in the fields. That was the vast majority, 97, 98% of the people until the Industrial Revolution were in agricultural uh, positions and professions, whatever you want to call it, that so they were exhausted. They would go to sleep. They would wake up, and the Torah they would learn at night. A lot of it was when they woke up. They would wake up considerably earlier and uh, considerably early and learn at night. So you should first of all be very careful. You tell Yadav, wash your hands. Now klipa, you know that 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 um, tuma purity stays in their hands. 
and klipa is a, a language of impurity that the works of Kabbalah use, the shell. Is shalatzlev yavarab b'saro, take off any negative spiritual forces. The Yisak and Hashkina, how should you rectify, restore the Shekhinah to the world? How do you bring Hashem into the world? Eisek HaTorah. Eisek HaTorah, you wake up, you start learning Torah. I always think many people learn Daf Yoyimi, they do other things before they daven. Beautiful. And this says, Shlomo HaMelech in Mishle, B'Shach B'chatishmur Alecha, when you lie down, it will guard you. From the negative spiritual forces. By the way, I don't have to tell you that from vices to crime to all kinds of things people don't do during the day, people do at night. And not only because it's dark physically, but it, the, the physical world is kind of a reflection of the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, the night is a time of din, of judgment, and there's a level of even death. And when we learn Torah at night and we bring Hashem into the world, on the contrary, we rectify that. This is Gash Imar when you we get up, and when a person learns Torah when they get up, they bring Hakash Baruch the Shina into uh the lies in the Khasim you connected, but he ferris Yavu in other words, these are lofty ideas, but just on a very simple level, we're connecting with the righteous at all levels. And basically, you're waking up from a level of death, which is which is which is multiple levels, not just to replenish ourselves physically, but if we if we go to sleep properly, even spiritually, but there's still a level where the soul has left us, coming back into this totally into the physical world. And we're, when we learn Torah, we're connecting right back to that spiritual world. When we learn, and we learn, um, we connect to, uh, to, to all of the righteous in Gan Eden. Now when you, when you, actually this is interesting, I think people don't know this. When you go to Shul early in the morning, Hiskahu Gamkin Lavalikanis, he tells us there's a there's a there's a what the Zara says, person should go and connect to the Shlosha of us, the Avram Yitzak Vyakov. Now there's a Pasak, it's in Ma Toivu. When a person walks into Shul, the first thing they say is Ma Toivu Yakov Mishosach Yisrael. The second Pasak is Vanibar of Khastacha. Many people uh, say this as they're actually walking into Shoal. And the reason they say it as they walk into Shoal, even before they say Matovu, is because of Azoyha, which he's quoting now. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, you should connect it to Arvitz of Yaakov, which is Chesed, which is Avram Gvur, which is Yitzhak, Ferris Splendor, which is uh, Yaakov, and then come in. How is that? You say, Vani, Barov Chazdecha, Barov Chazdecha, with Chesed, that's Avraham. A Shtachava, I will bow to El Hechal Kadshacha, to your holy, and I'll bow to your holy sanctuary, reference to the base of the Megdash, is Yitzchak, the Mistare Shtachavaya, that Yitzchak, of course, was one who bowed and broke judgment and din. And by the way, one of the ways to break judgment. Spiritual judgment 
It's by bowing, by, by lowering ourselves in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and bowing and accepting Hashem's judgments. That is one of the ways actually to, so to speak, so to, so to speak sweeten the judgments. And then you will come when you do when your person comes in properly. They it's a time of shefarachamim. You could actually create an auspicious time that the outflow of compassion comes to you from Shemaim. Birasecha. The last word of the pasuk is birasecha of Yaakov, as Yaakov. So your person comes into Shul realizing Hashem is chesed. He realizes that, right, Hashem is kindness. Coming to Shul, you know, the opportunities, we're billionaires, we're coming to Daven in front of Hashem. It's with chesed. But we know that there's judgments. What are those judgments? Our sins, the world's sins, the, the, the fact that we're not properly from Beis Hamikdash, from Mashiach, a million things. So we bow, we come in realizing, yeah, it's time of chesed, but we, 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 have, we have reason to be concerned and when we bow, we create an auspicious moment, and it starts to be Yira Even though we know that we come to Daven, Shachmas, Mincha, Mariv, how lucky we are, we're talking to Hashem, and all of us have so many needs, so many, uh, uh, so much, and the first grace needs to connect to Hashem itself, to live a spiritual life, tefillah, prayer, the, 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 Vital, who lived shortly, really was a student of the Rizal, uh, primarily, he, he, he in little surely uh, he was a contemporary, but a younger contemporary of the, the Ramak. So the, the Ramchal Vital talks about how tefillah is so necessary to bring Hashem into our day, into our daily life. That's why three times a day, just like we need to physically eat, we need to spiritually daven for our neshama. It's that food for our neshama. So biyira secha. That's Yaakov when he woke up from his dream when he was sleeping. He had been, been sleeping at the place of the base of Megdash, with the rocks around him. And his first words is, is How awesome, how holy this place is. And that, and then a person has to also realize the opportunity, the chesed, the holiness of the moment. Hare klal, klal baham. When you do that, when you come to pray, when you come to daven in the morning, what you're really doing is you're merging with thought, with speech, for the, 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 the thought is really, is the, I guess, the, the intention. Hadibur is, right, before you come in, you says Pasek. So before you come in, you realize you want to bring all Tushlosh, all of all Aram Yaakov, and all their characteristics, as you, th- these ideas should come in with you as you walk into a shul to pray. That's the thought. The Debor is saying the verse, and the mice is actually walking into the shul uh, in that moment, and actually the minute is, you, you walk in and bow, like Yitzhak, you walk in and bow, before you dive in, you're in a place, you just say in a very Kabbalistic way, but the Balma, you're in a place where it's proper to daven. And not only is it proper to daven in a shof, the same tefillah, by the way, if for whatever reason a person would not be 
uh, able to get to a minion, it's still worth it to daven in a shul, which is a, a base, it's a house of prayer. It's a, it's a place where tefillah is, 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 is more auspicious. It's a place, by the way, where the average per- person can focus a lot better than <laughs> the living room or bedroom or dining room. Uh, you know, sometimes I, just, I say to the person, where do you daven? And they say, the kaisal, you know, the wall. I said, which wall? Well, the wall, the dining room, the living room, it's the kaisal, you daven the kaisal. I get down the, the bay. If you want to go to the Shalom, the kaisal, okay, I get it. There's a mini there, by the way, all the time. The kaisal, a shul is a place for, for you to daven. And, and, and not only is it better, you, 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 you bring, when a person davens in a shul, certainly with the minion, which is the norm, the norm which is, of course, is, a, is, is, is an obligation of him being equal, your masak and your person, in that case, would rectify the shechina, the divine presence of the world. You leave the shul. You should learn some Torah before you go. You should do it the whole day uh, until mincha, then you should, mincha uh, is the time of Yitzchak again, and it's Kvuro Boker. In the morning, it's Avram, which is Chesed. In Mincha's afternoons, uh, is Kvuro. Ubiyom Etifas is like a Torah and learn Torah. And Arab is Kvuro. Fine. Because it Yom Shubal Beziknesis, you connect uh, to it. Then he says. Then again, he's, I'm seeing a lot of Kabbalistic ideas. I'm just trying to, to, to for you and I. It's that the whole day. It's an opportunity to bring Hashem into our lives, into the world, and to be connected to Hashem. When you have your meal, you're you're feeding your body. If a person eats to serve Hashem, they're taking care of themselves. It's like you gave to the poor, right? Laser is on this call. We feed the the birds, I remember. We save all the... I don't know if you still do the laser. All the wasted food, you feed the birds. You know, you feed all... All the animals, make sure they don't starve. You know, uh, if you would see a, a, a homeless person, especially a Jew, got married, a, real, a Jew you knew, it's no food, you fed him, oh, you feel great. Well, how about feeding yourself? You gotta take care of yourself. You gotta feed your body. It's also a chesed. Obviously, if you're feeding yourself, you wanna take care of your body, eat the good foods, uh, which is healthy for you. It's really a, a, a mitzvah to take care of your, yourself and uh, uh, to say, to take care of it. And Hillel quotes a Pasuk to, to, to prove this point. Then you come back to Mincha, you pass that, you should then at night time realize night, going back to night, is Malchus. You go to Shul, which is Mariv, um, and you bring the Shkina down in, in, in other words through Malchus. Through Malchus. This he, he points out um, this he points out is a way to bring Hakadosh Baruch Hu throughout uh, uh, the day. Uh, the Gro, by the way, in Sefer Divrei Eliyahu on the pasuk Yishaya, also pretty much goes through the entire. Day. I'm not going to read it, but he's a little more specific about when you go to work and and, and that, the language you use and davening and, and and benching and like throughout the day how you can always be miskasher. Uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this is how he ends the book. He says, this eight so that a person should look throughout the day how to connect to Hashem. Now you and I and most, almost almost everybody um, is not, it's not no gay off for them 
to go ahead and have all these Kabbalistic ideas, but which is certainly very pertinent and very, very germane, very nogea, is that to look to bring Hashem through our life into the day, a person should, just like we're, we're all concerned with our physical body, how we're concerned to make a living, to, or to take care of ourselves, to go swimming, to go for walks, to eat, uh, to relax. So, culture we, we, can certainly have to take care of our spiritual self the other day. Uh, and this is really a recipe to do it. And then he says, this aid says, brought in many places. And it's really to miskasha, to connect a person to Hashem all day. Now that ends the Sefer called Toymer Tavros. It's a big mazel But before we eat our cake or have a siyam or take a, some ice cream, L'shem Shemayim, or Emmer Laser, you know, you start to have big, a big siyam or a big kiddush. You get Mrs. Simon to do anything in honor of the siyam. I want to just do one more thing. Yeah, Laser, you want to say something? Uh, before any of that, before you hire Mrs. Simon Laser, uh, um, I want to just at the end of one of the Sefer Torah Devarahs I have this is brought down that Tomer Devarah had, had, had a, a student called the Reishis Chachma Reishis Chachma is a different work it's a very it's a much longer work it's a similar style uh, it, it goes through everything it goes through Gehenim in detail Gilgulim reincarnation the world to come, loving Hashem, fear. I mean, really a powerful book. I, 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 I would, at some level, love to do it, but it would, it, it's not, it's, I don't think it would be the right thing for various reasons. So whatever happens next, I don't think it, oh, we'll do that. But he brings in certain daily practices that his teacher, the Ramak, was very, very careful by, by, by. There's 36 things, they're very brief. I'm going to just say them over Again, just to give you and I an idea of what things that we can aspire for, things that we can even do today. This is how his teacher, the, who, the, the author of Tomer Devora, lived daily life. And this is what he himself said a person should strive for. Al Yafana Libo. person should not try to leave from Divrei Torah, Divrei Kedusha. Their thoughts should always be focused on Torah and Kedusha. And wherever they are should be focused on doing mitzvahs, and therefore they'll be a Mishlash So if you're working, you're working, it's a mitzvah also. If you're eating, if you're sleeping, certainly if you're learning Torah and davening. Number two, this is, this is for you and I and everyone we know. Shloichas klal. Never get angry. Never. Anger is poison. This person screams and gets angry. It's poison. And kas brings, now it's a poison, it brings a person to, to all kinds of sins. But Sarah Ulama should learn that Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest person to ever walk in this world, uh, lost his, some of his Torah knowledge for moments that he was angry at his own level. Kvaryadatta, we know that the Zohar says in a few places how spiritually damaging even a moment, even one second of kas is. It says, for example, Stay away from an angry person whose, whose soul is ripped, destroyed, damaged. With a moment of anger, you're dealing with a damaged person. Stay away when a person's angry because that, that when you get angry, you're, you're, you're also, you're like, your anger rips your neshama, which you spiritually damage, but I feel you connect though, and even if you have reason, a person obviously, we're not talking about Nebuch, 
But when you get angry, what it's happening to a person is, is that they're damaging themselves. Number three, look, look to be in good terms with everybody. That's treat everyone gently. But even people who are wrong, who are wicked, who are breaking the Torah, you know, uh, you should deal with the menachas. It doesn't mean to condone things which are sinful or improper, but it means that the way of, of to deal with people as a general rule is menachas. We discussed this at length uh, and other things earlier in the sefer. Number four. You have to remember, he's talking about wine. In the old days, almost all drinks were alcoholic because they did not have water which was from good sources. It was in wells and often, often contaminated with bacteria. The juices would spoil after a day or two. Milk was not pasteurized in those days. So they typically, you know, that's why if you look at the old pictures, their faces are flush. Mead was one of the biggest drinks in throughout Europe. Beers. Uh, it, it's not that they're, it, they, they that the, the 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 fermentation process uh, killed the bacteria, and many of these were alcoholic. So wine was was very common. And yet he says, don't drink wine in the day at all, because if you want to be fruitful, if you want to be able to focus, if you're drinking wine and uh, which which or other stronger alcoholic beverages. You're not going to be able to daven and learn and live properly. She's like only a little bit at night, except for Shabbos, Yom Tov. Actually, as Rosh Chodesh, which is interesting. There you drink the day. We don't make kiddush on Shabbos and on Yom Tov. Number five, Lamai Babasar Vayayin. In general, even during night, don't be a glutton. Don't sit there, sit there eating meats and cakes and cookies. As, because when you focus purely on your material self, you're at some level going kayach, straight to the Samach Mem, which is the, the Sar of Asa, which is the angel of Asa, which is the Satan. Number six, to, to again, when you're davening, don't go vacationing, don't think about Zelensky or Putin, don't think about the stock market or the price of oil. Don't think about what you're doing at work that day or at the golf course. When you're davening, when your time of tefillah, and by the way, tefillah doesn't just mean someone yesterday. If you have a break in Pesukah Zimra, if you start fishing, if you go fishing already then, you think about your fishing trip, what's going to happen is, even when you're davening Shemun Esrei, uh, you're going to end up doing that. So if you look at the Torah, you should even not even think, you should not think about Torah and mitzvahs at that time. Number seven. Ooh, this is such a good thing to do. Don't speak disparagingly about people. Even on a Brio Ubehema. Even on anyone created, people tend to bash and attack. We live in a, in a very, very um, political. When you talk about your, your, the opposite side of the aisle, they're, not, they're, they're, they're like the enemy. The people, they, they lampoon them, they bash them. Like even animals, a person, a yitch, if he wants to, to be a, a holy Jew, how they talk, how what they, uh, about everyone and everything. Again, it doesn't mean to be a, 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 a oblivious to, to good and bad. It means the focus is on the good. Shloi kal, therefore, shumi, Adam Yisrael, never curse a yid. 
never curse, never ever curse a Jew. On the contrary, even when you're certainly angry, you shouldn't curse him. Or rather, bless him and you'll be blessed. Number nine, Shlodadaber, really a good practice in shoals, is only to speak Torah, certainly not to. I once saw somebody many years ago, not a bad person, but it was not thought out. I saw they came to Shaw. I said, What are you doing here? It's actually a lady. She said she was doing her taxes. Came into the Shoal, was doing her taxes. It's in San Jose. So, you're doing your taxes in the Shoal? Yeah, my house is too noisy. And, uh, the Shoal's not a place. No, you're Starbucks. You do Shoal taxes in the Shoal. And I told her that she had the social hall. That was fine. I mean, social, you can do your taxes. But to do it in the Shoal, the Shoal is, you, the shul is, is, is it has to be miyuchad, set aside only for, for Torah and Tefillah. Shloyidabar mili da'ama. Now this is, again, I, I'm not recommending this, but just, just this is a very, very high level for, very, for tzaddikim gemur, for really, for the Chaim Kenyaskis of the world, but the, the focus of all of our speech should be on, on Torah, mitzvahs, and holy things. Um, again, also, why am I doing this all? Just to give you a, a picture, myself a picture, of people striving not to touch our bodies, not to be put to our hands, certainly not uh, our, our, our lower body parts, Number 12, never to swear with the name of Hashem, uh, whether it's light or easy. Number 13, Shlai Yidabar Sheker, never ever tell a lie. With Rosh Sheker Tirchak, it distances yourself from all forms of, of falsehood. For the Yoyitzi Sheker Bipiv, never say a false statement because you'll ruin your, your, the calibration. Number 14, this is an amazing thing. Lehizchaber, you should always have a friend every day who you can talk to on how you're serving Hashem. Imagine every morning after davening, you'd say to your friend, how are your chakras? Oh, my Baruch Shema was this, my Shtabach was this way, my Shtabach was this way. You'd be much more conscious of how you davened. How was your benching today? Oh, I did this. Uh, did you do Dafyomi today? Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, you did Dafyomi. Oh, great. Uh, you did, did you do with Tosis? Did you, how did, was it quick? Was it slow? Oh, I did it at the art school. Oh, you did the art school. Tell me how you did the art school. Did you do, right? If you have somebody to talk it out, it makes you Double think uh, what you're doing. Number fifteen, lechad mitfilas. have proper attention with tefilas um, to the great extent you you could. Lefachos, at least the first three brachos are super important. If you have to put your energy in, first three brachos of Shmona Esrei. When you're bowing, when you're kriyos and you're getting up, that's also stopped there. When you're bowing, it's a, a moment of hashtachavayo. We just mentioned before you bow. That's a moment of, of, of importance. And if you don't do that, you see that the Shechina gets a person. Now this is something we don't do, do today. But he says, Tadavin with Mincha with Talas and Tefillin, there are certain people, if you're certain small places with a Mekubalim, Kabbalists, they'll do this, The word Talas and Tefillin by Mincha. That don't, we don't do that. Unless for some reason you're, for a person didn't Daven with Talas and Tefillin by Shachas. Number 18, I believe that this is something we should all be doing personally. Uh, to bench out loud. Bench out loud. Levarach Birchas Samazim Bekol Ram. When you bench out loud, it's a different Birchas Samazim. And he actually says if you have children at home, they'll learn how to bench properly that way. Number, not, number 19, this is in the old days, people were more careful as not to eat meat or meat things or joke around on uh, Sundays, except if it's a Yom Tov or Rosh Chedesh. Or like a bar mitzvah, and because the old days, uh, Sunday was a day of the sun, and now it, and for Christianity, of course, 
they massaged the Jews and they took a lot of the, the old Roman paganism. So their Sunday became their, their holiday, their holy day. But historically, it was the greatest pagan day was Sunday. Uh, and so there were Jews who specifically did not eat meat on that day uh, because of that, unless it was unless it was umtif today, we're living in a much uh, we're less spiritual and we're living in a less spiritual world period. So not many people are careful, but it's good to know that it exists. Bechol Laila every night, I would say, to extent possible, he is purchasing at the base of English. There are many good Jews. Chaim Kanyevsky himself, I would say, to cry for the base of Migdash, or at least think about the base of Migdash every single night. Number eleven, number twenty-one is not to have parties unless or, or festive meals unless it's for a mitzvah. It's a siyum, it's Shabbos, it's for shchaydish. But you don't invite friends and have a big suda unless there's a purpose. Now, a family get together is a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to spend time with your family. But if there's no mitzvah, number 22, I also think is for you and I and everyone that I know, uh, is to say before benching, al naras For some reason, people on Shabbos are all like to sing or say shir hamalas. Um, really, during the weekday when you bench, there's, a, there's also uh, a thing you say uh, by, the, by the rivers of Babylon, by the, by, by the Tigris, Euphrates, by Nahar Pras, that we, we cry for the base of Migdash. But Allah reminds us that before we bench, that we are still imperfect, we need to be the base of Migdash. Um, uh, 23 is this aspirational, just to tell my, share my thoughts, to not talk words that are unnecessary. 24 is, this is very important actually. The Rambam and many others bring this down as, as part of the very serious things a person should be careful about. Is be very, very careful not to be from the four groups that do not get the Shekinah in their lives. Who are the four groups? The, um, those who perpetually flatter, flatterers, which means you flatter the wicked or flatter falsely people. Now, to compliment and appreciate is a big mitzvah. It's also common sense. But being a flatterer, a person who is not real, and on the contrary strengthens sinners or strengthens people in the wrong way of life, is some of the problem of the group of liars, there's no truth by, a group of scoffers, and those who speak Lashon Hara. Number 25 also is for you and I and everyone that I know, is to give tzedakah every single day. There should not be a day in your life that's not, that's not a Shabbos Yom where you don't give tzedakah. It does not mean you have to give a large amount every day. But it means whether it's a quarter a day, or a dollar a day, or more, a person should give tzedakah every day, preferably uh, to give every before davening. I try to neither to give always before davening. I'll be frank, you know, very often it's a quarter, sometimes it's more. But I give something every day, and part of that is to atone for every for any sin. As Daniel says, you atone for your sins with charity. Number 26 is severe, a, a lot of uh, a lot of kavana intention when you're saying Shema and you should your, your thoughts should be proper when you're saying Shema. 27 is when you're listening to Kriya Satura and Ashal, listen properly. Don't space out or do other things. Listen to Kriya Satura. This is even some good Jews I see do not pay attention to Kriya Satura. Suddenly he says to pay Kriya Satura. If you make a nether, 
make a make a promise to do something. Don't delay. Number twenty-eight. And don't delay anything over thirty days. Um, he brings down that you should actually confess before you eat. I think that's not so popular today. But before you sleep, if you look at a standard sitter, before you sleep, most people who say Kriyashma, there's a paragraph. The first paragraph is to confess for any sins before they sleep. Um, number 30 is actually brought in Shulchan Aruch. Part of it is not to say Shechianu um, during the three weeks. He also brings down, which is not the custom, we only do this during the nine days, not to eat meat or drink wine. Uh, interestingly, the Ramak was Sephardi, and Sephardi usually only uh, do this the week of Tishabab, and he's saying for all three weeks. Number 31 is not really for our generation as a general rule, but people who fast uh, according to their ability. Number 32 um, is that if you learn Torah when you're eating, uh, and when you're drinking, when you're in drinking, when you eat, it's like a korban, when you learn Torah, and when you drink, it's like you're offering a wine libation. So it's important to have some safer, some Torah when you're eating to the extent possible. Uh, number 33, four more to go. To learn every day Tanakh, Mishnah, and Talmud, he brings down Kabbalah and Halacha, Psak. Number 34 is... Uh, to learn Talmud, you know, a few times, <laughs> a few times. Number thirty-five is to, to pray with tears. Um, and number thirty-six is to, to do Bahá'u'lláh, so, so to speak. That's his own Bahá'u'lláh. That really ends uh, the Torah with the Ramak. You know, this, I, this again is aspirational, but I would just say the following thing uh, for all of you who've been here from beginning to end. Uh, we really went on an adventure. First, how to bring. Hashem, the first part of the whole book was the, the 13 attributes uh, of mercy, how when we, Emily Hashem, we could bring mercy, Hashem's Rachem, into the world that we really do need it uh, today, today. Um, we always need it, but today you can see it certainly, B'chush. Uh, the, but the second part of the book is really aspiring for greatness. And I can assure each one of you, sometimes you can learn to say, say, whoa, this is like way beyond me. But learning a safer like this, pondering a safer like this, um, every drop of improvement is eternity. And I hope that those of you who are on here now, those who are listening, benefited from Terminal Devarah, because I personally did. So I thank everyone for listening. And I just say, oh, Mazel Tov for those who did finish their whole work. I assure you that. The siyum you have in Shemayim for doing this will be a lot better than any cake or cookie or ice cream you have. It, we, we will all be eternally better for it. But I would still say everyone should have just take take a special food today or tomorrow in honor of finishing the Okay, thank you very much.